This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance Podcast. Today is May 19th, Wednesday night. By the time the recorded version goes up of this, it's going to be Thursday, May 20th. Hope you guys have had a good week since last episode. Uh, I'm Ryan Bennell. Alongside me is Elijah Spann. If you guys want to follow all of our contact, or not a contact, all of our content, make sure to check out www.gtdsports.com. You can follow us on social media at GTD underscore sports or our personal accounts. As you can see on the screen, I am at Ryan Bennell 8 and Elijah is at Elijah Spans. I would say to follow us on TikTok, but before we get into the episode, we got to cover this a little bit because recently uh, the GTD Sports TikTok account, we've been working on it for a couple months now, uh, posting videos basically at least once a day for the past few months. Uh, and we had a video blow up. It was about to hit a million views. It was literally just a video of a UFC fight. Like it was just a cool mo. It was whenever Jakari snapped his arm at, at the last UFC event. So anyway, I posted that gets nearly a million views and I go to log into TikTok like the next day. And all of a sudden I get a notification that says your account has been permanently banned for multiple community guidelines violations, which one. I don't know how, like the only warning we ever got was they struck the video of the UFC and then I appealed the video because it's literally professionals fighting. And then they said I won the appeal. So they reposted the video. So like, that's the only issue we ever had with the account. And then all of a sudden TikTok comes in and says we're banned. So I guess, fuck me. Um, but yeah, if uh, I know TikTok was our biggest social media, we had, we're about to break 2000 followers on it. So if you followed us there, then uh, yeah, we don't really know what to tell you right now. Uh, we're, I've been emailing and desperately messaging TikToks, I don't know, whoever you call it, because none of them are actual people, it's all robots. So I've been trying to do everything I can to get that back, but it doesn't seem to be going too well. Yeah. No, it's a, uh... yeah, I can't trust China. Can't Dude, trust I don't China. understand, bro. <laughs> it's like, it's all computerized and like, there, it's hap- It's like a problem that's happened to so many other people too, which is like. Yeah, I was, I was telling yeah. one of my friends about it, and he's like, "Yeah, it sounds like a, a bot did that to y'all, but like then it keeps on banning us because then you say like, like the the video got banned or whatever, then you repealed it, and then they banned the video again, and then our account got banned. No, so like they banned the video, then I appealed it. I won the appeal and they reposted the video with like a disclaimer saying this video is performed by professionals. Don't imitate it because it's a UFC fight. Mm -hmm. And then like the next day, all of a sudden I just get a, your account has been permanently banned, like no context. So and now, now like I don't understand because I logged in like yesterday at some point I logged, I tried to log in and then it, it showed up instead of saying permanently banned, it said your account is temporarily suspended. So I was like, okay, maybe that's good, you know, suspended. Then I log in again this morning and it's back to permanently banned. But then I log in this evening again and it's back to temporarily suspended. So like, I don't know what's going on with TikTok. I, they, I haven't gotten a response from anything, but it, I, dude, it's just really, it really fucking killed my whole week, man. Cause like, 
it was our big break. We finally had a viral video. We were gaining followers like no tomorrow. It was like all the hard work had finally paid off. And then TikTok's just like, fuck you. TikTok is definitely like the easiest and fastest way to grow like our brand right now. And it's just like, because that's that's where we've gotten the most impressions and the most eyeballs for anything that we've done. And so for that to get banned, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like I texted you, like, because I guess somebody just had to have like recorded a bunch or multiple people, to. and I was like, "Wow, ways to get to the big guys on that one." Like, yeah, and I read, us, right? I literally read word for word every like every page of TikTok's community guidelines, and the only thing that we are questionable on is we promote sports gambling, but. Do you know how many TikTok accounts there are that are literally dedicated to giving their sports picks? Yeah, there's dozens. There's dozens. There's literally one guy who has like 100,000 followers, not to give him a free shout or anything, but like sports betting education. Uh, he makes tons of videos literally telling people what to bet. So it's like, I, I just, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't get what we did wrong. That's why I haven't lost total faith yet because I really believe we didn't do anything wrong. So I really believe like they should reinstate it. It's just whether or not they'll respond in time or like see it in time. That sucks. I don't know. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess starting over wouldn't be the worst thing. Cause I mean, we did, I don't know. It wouldn't be the worst, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't prefer it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't choose it. Yeah, at it all. wasn't fun, dude. Cause I would spend like some of the TikToks would take me like an hour to make bro. And then like, it's just so many. I did like at least one a day for a while, and like, it's just so unrewarding. Like, I have no desire now to restart the account if they don't reinstate it because, like, but I know that's that's what I need to do because TikTok is like the best way to grow, and it's also frustrating because we just now were able to put in like our branding, like our links in the bio. We were able to plug our content and stuff because we hit a thousand followers, and now fucking nothing. So. Yeah, in other news, not to start off on a on a giant damper, but that's just kind of been going on this week, and that's been really shitty. But other than that, Elijah, what, what have you been up to? Um, nothing much. I'm taking taking like a May semester. I'm taking a film class right now, and I'm actually kind of pissed because uh, we did like our first assignment. It was like a one page summary of like five different chapters that we read, and I got a 65 on it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and it's like. I like the teacher, I like the class, but I was just kind of like, dude, this is a Maymester film class open to non-majors. Yeah, they do try to, but, especially in Maymesters, yeah. they always try to just squeeze stuff. Yeah, but it's just, it's like, give me my fucking A, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, dude, I need this to graduate, bro. Don't give me, yeah, like, I'm just trying to get out of here, like, don't fuck with me like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you I, know, I like, class. I got what Spanish. a... Yeah, I'm taking Spanish too in July. Fuck that. Wait, I am too, actually. For Maymester? Oh, shit. Wait. Or for inter- July? Intermediate it's, Spanish it's a, too? Intermediate Spanish too. Yeah, wait, I am too, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. At least right now I am. I may, I'm considering dropping it. No, uh, don't drop it. Dude, but uh, if I get an internship, though, it's going to be really tough to do all that. Oh, uh, that's true. So, well, yeah, cause that's going to be my last college class ever. Oh, shit, that's true. That's weird. Yeah. That'll be in person yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of internship shit, uh, Bleacher Report, uh, Fox Sports, if, if you guys are watching this episode, uh, fucking hire me. Yeah. What's up? Anyway. <sighs> All right. What else we got? Oh, dude. We talked about it a little bit last week, 
but if this week has just been so long i finally went golfing for the first time like real golfing 18 holes and i shot a solid 118 which i'm actually kind of proud of that's pretty good honestly that's like the, i remember one time when i that's actually really good for your first time because like the first time that i went that i tied score on a golf course um i shot like a 150 or something like that like something ridiculously high i so, have i have that that top golf practice you know i've been been practicing the, the drives and whatnot at top golf but i don't know other than that that was really my only like experience i had my my buddy was there with me though telling me like giving me tips and stuff and like a lot of times he would literally like tell me to do something and then i would do it and like instantly it would be better like, in, yeah, like instantly it was that's, like one little tick away it's hard to like get better on the course though you don't get better on the course you get better at the range it's like that's pretty impressive not gonna lie yeah exactly or like um i don't know because that's really good because i think i counted my score the other day i haven't broke 100 yet so i scored like a 115 like a week and a half ago i will say though what we did i don't know if this is i mean this i mean you know you've met colton so colton was who i went with and he oh, told would you me, just drop with him all the time yeah no, oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 uh, no. I didn't, I didn't drop where he was. But what we did was like, for the first tee, like the drive off the tee, um, we would get, we would do two shots for that. Like if the, if the first one was like into the woods, like gone forever, then we would just redo the tee shot and then play it from whatever that was. Oh, you do a breakfast ball. Yeah. So we did like, we did like we two tries for the tee off. But then Colton told me that was normal. That's like what most people do with the course. So I was like, okay. Um, if we keep score, we'll do that. We'll give ourselves like five mulligans for the day, especially okay, if, yeah. if we've been rusty. We'll give ourselves like 10 for the whole day. We'll be like, fuck that. Drop. Give me another ball. Okay. And yeah. then, yeah, I mean, and then I can hit you always get a right now and then, but I can't, I, I'm not very consistent. Like it's like probably I'd say like every four, every three and 10 shots just go straight into the woods somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it, I mean, that's just how it is. It's it's a super hard sport, but it's like that's what makes it so great too. At the same time, you can dedicate yourself about like being good to get good and like dedicate your time and like to see your improvement. Like where I am now to where I was when the I first started is like significantly better because I can actually swing a club. But I mean, I still am very very bad. You know, I still can't break a hundred. But like even then, it, it's cool. It's fun. It's also it just fun. fun yeah. It's on the car with a few beers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fun to whip around in the golf cart. It's fun to, you know, drink beer during the day, hang out with your friends. Like, it's, it's all part of it. Yeah. It's just an like, excuse to drink beer, really. Most, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how most people get started. And then yeah. some people, you know, get bit by the bug and they get addicted to it. And this kind of what's happening to me. I'm like, shit, I want to go again already. Like, go again. I'm ready yeah. To go another day. Yeah. Oh, I got, when I first went, I got bit by the bug hard. I was like, you mean like I, every day? Uh, well, I, not every day, but I was just like consumed by like golf content from the from that point, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm hoping that it'll maybe get me more into uh, PGA because like I've already been keeping up a little bit more with like the tournaments and whatnot. Which speaking of that, we should we're gonna talk about this a little bit more next week probably. But Colonial is not this weekend, but next weekend, the Charles Schwab yeah. Classic. I'm we pretty sure go. I would love to go, but it's like two hundred dollars for an entry. Oh game. shit! Entry. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I would love to go. I talked to my mom because she has connections with some people that could get tickets, and she, I asked her if we could. 
if she could squeeze me into the colonial, but uh, she hasn't said anything about it since. And that was a while ago. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to go to that, but I'd love to, I'd love to see the colonial cause I've never actually seen it, but it's definitely like our best golf course in the yeah. area. In the DF. Mm, I don't know if it's better than anyone in Dallas, but like for Fort Worth, absolutely. I mean, it's on the tour. I mean, is there anything that's, in Dallas that's on the tour? That's what I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I think it yeah, might be the best course. In, so. It might be the most renowned course in DFW because this was – Colonial was Ben Hogan's main course. Ben Hogan. I'm trying to think. He was a famous golfer way back in the day. Okay. And um, and he was born in Steamville. Yeah, I know like, Steamville. Like in like the – I think he was a golfer in like the 50s or 60s, but he was really good. That's probably anyway. why I don't know him, yeah. Yeah. So – that that's that's the reason why that's a why the colonial is a, a tournament every year is because that was his where he loved to play and that was his country club i guess because he resided here in fort worth yeah I've, i also saw like the odds were posted and i didn't really look into it too much but i saw tiger woods is playing like tiger woods has odds posted what yeah There's i don't know if he's i don't know if he's playing but he has odds posted on the sports books so like for the colonial yeah, that's that's why I was super confused. Like I saw that, and I was just like, I mean, I don't know any other golfer that's named T. Woods, you know. So is that that's just what I saw, and like I was kind of shocked to see that. And then whenever I searched up, is Tiger playing at Colonial or is Tiger playing at the Charles Schwab Classic? The only like information I could find was from 2020, not this year. Mm. So I have no uh, idea. I think that I think that might just be something that the books just kind of already have plugged in, and they just. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably get an announcement or something. Like, we'll figure out later on that. I don't we'll know. I mean, we're, talking, the actual tournament. we're talking so much about the Colonial, but the PGA Championship is this weekend. So, that's, yeah, it's true. I mean, a major. I don't have no idea who's going to win it. Um, but you know. Rory, uh, Rory McElroy is favorited to win. He's, yeah, uh, he's I mean, 12 to 1 odds. It's so crazy that he has already came so far so fast because, like, at the Masters, people were saying, like, he's, like, a lost cause right now. Like, he needs to completely, like, tear down and rebuild his entire mechanics is what they're saying. Because, like, he was, like, a, I, don't, I don't know. Something was going on with him. And he, just, he wasn't performing. But he he got in – he switched coaches, like, right before the Masters and then didn't do well at the Masters. And people were, like, oh, shit. And then he won yeah. Wells Fargo. And so now he's back to, you know, being, you know, scared of Rory, I guess. Yeah, like it seems like his career. I mean, I'm no golf expert, but just from what I know about Rory, it seems like his career kind of went like up, up, up. He's like the pinnacle of golf, and then all of a sudden, down, 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 and then it's a little, it's a little bit back up now. It's like on the climax again, or on the hill up. Yeah, he's done some. I don't know, because like he tried to do, he like try to add on weight and be like DeChambeau for a little bit there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I feel like that would be. That's like. That'd be hard to control, I feel like, as a golfer to some extent. Yeah, but he didn't need to is the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, what I'm saying. Like, that's what I mean. It's like the control. I mean, like, not so much as having that body type, but I mean, like, switching, like, kind of, what's what's the word I'm looking for? We just wanted more mass to get more length on the with the ball. And, like. Yeah, but then you got to, like, adjust your whole everything with that, I feel like. Yeah, and Bryson did it over, like, span of, like, two years. And Roy was trying to do it quick. Yeah. So that oh, played shit. into it a bunch. But all these guys are like trying to be like Bryce, but like Bryce has only won one major. 
Which yeah. what was it? I think it was the PGA Championship last year. Oh, okay, shit. In like September. Yeah, I really. That Masters, uh, ever since I watched the Masters tournament this year, it's definitely just gotten me kind of just to where, like, I want to know who's doing what and everything with golf. I probably won't watch, like, the whole PGA Championship, but I will tune in, which is something that I, I used to not be able to say. Yeah, I'm going to put it on for sure. I mean, like, I'm not going to intently watch it like I did the Masters because, like. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. I mean, it's that's, that's kind of what I've been doing with, like, baseball lately is I've just kind of been having baseball on, like, if there's, like, a good game. I don't know. I went to the uh, a couple of days ago. I went to the Yankees uh, Rangers game, and so I don't know if you saw it during the game, but Joey Gallo was rounding. Did you see him trip, bro? Yeah. Yeah. So if if y'all didn't see it, Joey Gallo was rounding first base, going for a, a, a double, and he tripped on the first base and like literally straight on it and fell into the dirt and had to run back to first. He was safe. He was fine, but. Uh, the next game, his teammates surprised him with like crime scene tape around it and like a body outline out of tape. It was pretty funny, but yeah, that's that's not all that's been going on in baseball though. There's some. Uh... I did that in high school. Oh I really? Tripped over, I tripped over first and crawled back to the bag. That's funny, bro. Just like you did. I've done that in high school. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not out, like who cares? You know. A lot of people cared. Ah, that's true. Because then you would have been in scoring position. Like. <laughs> no, I just got shit for it for a long time. That's, but it's fine. Put it's that fine. on your uh, put that on your high school huddle highlights, bro. Lincoln bio glass. Yeah. Yeah. God, dude, I remember that. I, I remember, uh, dude, like huddle highlights and all that stuff. There was one year um, I played basketball in high school, and like me and my group of friends, I was a sophomore. Like we we just fucking didn't play, and we were like, dude, you know what we should do? We should make a huddle highlight reel of our bench celebrations because <laughs> we were like yeah we, we had these two dudes that were like athletes like crazy athletes and could do like windmill dunks and shit and so whenever they dunk in the game we were like ninth graders so it was crazy and like we would just be on the sideline like somebody would do a hoop somebody would be the backboard and we'd like yam on each other and i don't know it was funny we'd get electric but you're like monmouth yeah, exactly. Monmouth a few years ago. That that's kind of what started it. It was literally like I think it was that year, whenever we did it. But I don't know what made me think of that. But back to baseball because I want to talk about you mean Mercedes and Tony Larosa. Have you seen what's going on with this? Yeah. So, um, the reason why I don't get this at all is so like basically what happened was is that you're a minute, it was a. It's a blowout game. The game was over. The Twins put in a position player at pitcher, which is basically like saying, we give up on this game. We basically forfeit. It was a 3-0 count. The position player throws a 47-mile-an-hour fastball. Yerman fucking pipes it and hits a home run. Just dares it. Yeah, because he's German Mercedes. That's what he does. And Tony La Russa had issue with that. He says, you know, you shouldn't swing on a 3-0 count. Take the pitch. Whatever it is, because, a lot of issues with it. He was upset. Yeah. And that's kind of been like one of the unwritten rules: just don't swing on a three-zero count. Blah blah blah. Well, like, it, it, you know, the home run didn't matter. And then, like, you know, part of the issue is like stats. If it was a young relief pitcher that would fuck up his stats and like, and his money in the long run. This is a positional player, so it doesn't really. I don't get the argument here that Tony Lewis is trying to make because, like, he's there just like, none, you know, dude. yeah, there's no, it's dumb. 
Yeah, because I don't, I don't get it. Also, like the unwritten rule of not swinging on a 3-0. Is that just because it was a position player, or is that an no. unwritten rule in in general? It's kind of like if you swing on a 3-0 when you're already up by that much, it's kind of like fuck you. Like, what are you that, trying to do? Like, just that take makes sense if you're like up by a lot. But see, what I'm thinking is if it's a 3-0 count and I'm down by like one or two runs, that well, is they were a, up. I know, I know, but I'm just saying like a different scenario. Say I'm in a 3-0 count. My team is winning by two runs, like to or down by two runs. Um, so to me, that 3-0 count is a free swing. Like you swing at it no matter what, and you're still ahead of the count. Like, is that wrong? Is that just my ignorance of baseball knowledge? Like, I feel like that's that's that, a little difference, but like, I feel like that's just like a free swing. You know, you'd still be up three-one if you miss. Well, the smart play is to take the pitch no matter what, because like if it's a ball, like then. Or what? But I think it, I don't really know why it's unwritten rule. Baseball has so many unwritten rules you can't do. Like you can't touch the can't touch the foul line with you can't step on the foul line. You can't you know all these respect things. It always has to do with pitching too. I Pitchers see the, are the biggest crybabies. The foul line, I get that one. That's like a superstition kind of thing. I feel like that's more like superstitious than it is in like yeah. unwritten rule. But like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That that's so weird to me. Like how I, I just think it's because he's old, honestly, Tony Larusa. And it's because he's old, and I think he's losing the clubhouse after this. Because like, did you see that Tim Anderson was in support of Yerman? Because like Yerman like said something on Instagram, like, "Hey, you know, I'm Yerman. I'm gonna do Yerman things." And um, Tim Anderson was like, "We got your back, boy." Or so, I don't know. He commented on it in support of him. Yeah, there was. And, wait, go ahead. But like. LaRusso was like, oh, no, don't do this. Like, this is awful. He's like, I don't know. He's actually like 9-11 happened. <laughs> like, God damn. Yeah, well, I saw like other – I saw other players tweet about the situation too or like take to social media about it. Like uh, Trevor Bauer, he kind of was like, if I'm, if I'm the pitcher and it's a 3-0 count and you hit a bomb on me, he was like, that's my fault. I'm not going to be mad at you. And so it was just like – I mean, I guess it's – you can kind of say it's different because it's a position player, but it's also – it was the Braves, right? No, it was the Twins. They were playing the Twins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, White Sox and Twins. So it's also the Twins' fault. How the fuck – I mean, maybe, again, this might just be my baseball ignorance, but how the fuck do you run out of pitchers like that in a regular season game? No, no. They didn't run out of pitchers. What they did is they're saving relievers. They're saving their arms for a game that actually matters. Because, okay. you know, a pitcher can only have, like, so many pitches – and um, oh fuck the country's the crunchy's loud. Okay, you're right. My bad. Uh, I'm hungry. I didn't eat dinner yet. So, um, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, so they do that to save re uh, relievers' arms because they can only pitch like an inning or two, you know, every so often. And if you're getting beat by ten runs or whatever, then like, why would you? just waste an arm like that for a game that means nothing when you can, you know, if you put out, you know, it don't, you know, if you have a guy in relief pitcher in a meaningless game and then the next game you might need them, but you already use them in a 10 blow in a 10 run blowout then you fucked yourself basically. So that's why they do that. And that makes a lot more sense. Now you put it that way. It's just, it's just so weird seeing like a position player on the mound. Cause like I think about it and I always just think that the bullpen has so many pitchers, you know, like, 
How, like, is there a limit for the MLB bullpen? Yeah. What is it like? Ten? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's a limit. Yeah. Because you can have like only so many guys as bullpen pitchers, or maybe just so many guys as pitchers in general. That's why they usually stick with like five, and the rest be bullpen guys. And then in the playoffs, it gets expanded. That makes sense. And that's okay. usually for more bullpen arms. That makes sense. I've been I've been learning a little bit about it from uh, MLB The Show. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been. Kind My of God. Basing my God, that's probably, I haven't watched that many sports in the past like week and a half, maybe because I've just ever since I got like Diamond Dynasty, I've, that's literally all I've done. Yeah, you've been you've been um, taking catching this work, bro. Dude, I think on Saturday I played for ten hours straight. Yeah, I did that like the first couple of days I got it. Probably ridiculous. Like I, I went to dinner, like uh, brunch with my family the next day on Sunday. And like I couldn't even like talk to them or anything because like my eyes just hurt so bad and Dude. like my brain was all my brain was all like kerfuddled just from like playing fucking video games all day and I haven't done that since like probably the pandemic probably since like mid quarantine when that's all I was doing was playing Modern Warfare. That's the, all there was to do. Yeah, I remember that. That's all I there was to do. So I, yeah, so like I haven't done that in a long time. So yeah, that, that game too. Like I don't know what it is about. MLB the show in particular, but like whenever I'm hit, whenever I'm like at bat, I'm fucking leaning in like. Oh, dude, yes, I'm, I'm right I'm on my monitor. In. Yeah, I'm zoned in on the strike zone, dude. Like I, I can't, I can barely even talk to people because like I have to read the pitch. I'm like, wait, shh. okay, okay, yeah. we're good, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Or like, um, I think what it is is when you get a perfect, perfect, and you see like the perfect, perfect in the corner. Plus, mixed with the sound of the bat, how the bat cracks oh. is like, you know, just that. Wah. They made that sound perfect, and it's like such like a, I get like such like a little high from it, you know. Dude, yeah, it's just a rush of dopamine every time I hear the. I don't know what it is. Oh, but. and you just see it go, and you see the player do like the little strut that they. Yeah. Do. It gets me. It gets me every fucking time. I'm like, I want more. Yeah, every t- and then you hear the announcer say, "Swung on and crushed." Like, yeah. Such a good feeling, dude. Oh my god! It's just like pitching is. I like pitching. Getting a strikeout's fun. That's like always like if you put a curveball in the dirt and they swing at it, you're like, ah, fuck you. Yeah, you do that to me all the fucking time, dude. God. Yeah, I mean, like it's it works. It does. Yeah, I've been you and your your changeups. The changeup to the dirt always gets me, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's like my up on that. Yeah, I know you picked up on it a lot last time we played. Um, but nah, it's. And it, nothing makes me so more mad than that game, too. Like, I haven't gotten that mad at a game, like, screening my TV since, like, I don't know, fucking middle school or something. Like, I would get pissed playing, like, COD and stuff, you know, every every once in a while. But, like, if I'm playing a match, like, I'm, like, screaming every time I strike out because, like, I don't know. It pisses me off. Or every time I swing at a curveball or something in the dirt, I'm like, Dude, like yeah. Punch a hole through my monitor. I feel like the reason, though, is because, like, most sports games or, like, even video games in general, like Call of Duty, say, like, if you get shit on, chances are it's because, like, the other player is just cracked. Like, they're really good. But, like, in MLB, like, it's, like, 50-50. Half of it is your fault for, like, throwing that pitch, you know? And then the other half is them being good at hitting. So, it's, like, it's it's like yeah. whenever I do something wrong, it's always, like, fuck, like, I should have done better, like. Cause like I know what to do. It's just my fingers can't do it fast enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think MLB the Show though is definitely taking over as the best sports video game. Yeah, I think I it's think, better than Two K now. Yeah, I do too. Which is weird for me to say because I've literally like never played baseball video games until now. I've always been a FIFA guy. Really? Yeah. yeah you ever played FIFA? Like, yeah, of course. Like I used to play FIFA a lot, and then as a kid, and I played a little bit of FIFA twenty, and like I like FIFA. FIFA is definitely. Probably like the second or third best sports game. 2K used to be the king until I discovered the show. And then like Madden. I love Madden. I've put the most hours into Madden over any other sports game, but it's fucking trash. So like. Yeah, it, it just doesn't get better. It. it doesn't get better by year and stuff like that. Football is just not like a sport that you can make a video game out of. You know what I mean? Like there's too many like. I mean, you I can. Know, I think it just... translate. I, th- I think well, the needs hard. to do a better job. Yeah, it's just hard to make it well. And I just think they've kind of like given up on like improving it. They're kind of like, okay, this is what we got. Let's just update the rosters type shit. Yeah, they've gotten pretty complacent. Plus, like Ultimate Team, Madden Ultimate Team makes them so much money. So, like, they really don't have every year. Yeah, so they really don't have any incentive to make it better or like franchise. Because, like, I'm a big franchise mode player. Like, I love. You know, taking the Cowboys and doing like a dynasty again, or like, I'll I'll pick like depending on whatever year it is, I'll pick like one of the worst teams that doesn't have a quarterback, and then I'll ship off every single eighty and above player they have, and draft and do free agency with them, and then like usually I'll move them to like London or like Austin or something. And yeah, like, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun, but like it's so dead now. It's like there's it's so bare minimum. It is. Like, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. The fran- like the franchise, but, it gets mundane after a while. That's why. That's I'm like the show. It's new. Yeah, it's new. Diamond Dynasty is the way to go. But yeah, before um, so now we are about to be joined by our guest for the week, Colton. He, uh, if you guys remember, a few episodes ago, he came on to talk about some NBA, and we're gonna do that in just a little bit, in a few minutes. But before we do that, before we bring on Colton, Elijah, I forgot to ask you my would you rather question of the week. And so, without further ado, it's not so much a would you rather question. It's kind of like, what would you do? So, if your life is on the line, gun to the head. This this was kind of inspired by your question last week. But anyway, so gun to the head, life on the line. You have to choose one of these options. Are you choosing, and if this happens, your life is saved, right? Are you choosing Clayton Kershaw in his prime, like best years of Kershaw's career, to throw 100 straight strikes or Steph Curry to make 100 straight free throws or last but not least Adam Vinatieri to make 50 straight 40 plus yard field goals and the reason I went lower on the field goals is because it's a little bit more wear and tear on the body I mean I guess you could say the same about pitching but yeah those are the options so what are you doing okay so Steph one time made 77 three-pointers in a row in practice um, he, he is the so best like, free throw shooter of all time currently. And uh, I don't know. Pitching's so hard to control because if he's like actually pitching and not just throwing a ball into the strike zone, then like I think I have to discount Kershaw because like, I don't know. It's it's so hard to control a ball. Like even, you know, you've seen, you know, professional players get loss of like their change up and then beam somebody all the time. So... I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna count out Kershaw and then Vinatieri. Oh, man, so many things could go wrong. So, are we doing like with the field goal? Are we doing like the full process, like snap, 
Holder, yeah. all that. Yeah, I have to go. Have to go, Curry. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that too. But it's just like a hundred shots, and like I mean, he granted he's a ninety percent free throw shooter career, but like I mean, technically that would only be ninety out of the hundred. So I don't know. That's kind of tough. I, I don't know. It's, I think you're right though. All you got to discount Kershaw because that that that's so hard. Like even the best of the best can't do 100 straight strikes unless they're throwing it like yeah. 50 miles an hour, probably. Yeah, if they're just tossing the ball, like sure. Yeah, but Why if they're not? actually but, chucking it, then yeah, probably not. Um. So mine is. Um. Would you rather uh, swing at a 3-0 count with Tony Larusa as your manager? Or would you rather get in the passenger seat in a car with Tony Larusa? Hmm, that see, I I'd rather swing on a three zero count. Fuck you, coach. I'm hitting dingers all day, dude. Your main had your main had the right idea, dude. That's that's what I would do. Every player should do it too. I mean, I I really just don't see a problem with this. So yeah, because you are aware of his uh, DUI history. Yeah. Yeah. So getting getting by, getting the car with that man is probably pretty dangerous. So. Yeah, that's an obvious choice. Good call. <laughs> that's funny, though. Yeah, what a guy. He's been iconic this year, like, just in general. Like, I feel like there's been a lot of stuff going on. He's with fucking him in old, dude. Yeah, and he's, out, he's outspoken, like, too. Like, very outspoken. Dude, he's almost like <laughs> – he's almost like Trump, but for baseball. <laughs> yeah, just in a way. Less active on Twitter, honestly. Because he just says all this, all this shit. And you're just like, dude, just like – if you can just shut the fuck up and do your job, like you do, you you're gonna be better. You're gonna be better off. You're doing okay. Like yeah, you're making your money, bro. Let's let's chill out. Yeah, and they're also the best team in baseball right now. But I'm sure there's probably gonna be some clubhouse issues after that. Do they have the best record right now? I think so. If not the best, then one of one of yeah yeah. I know the White Sox are up there. I mean, hey, that was my pick for the World Series. I got the Padres and the White Sox, but doesn't look like the Padres are. Uh, I mean, they're doing well. They're just not kind of living up to their expectations. But Tatis has been injured for a while, so that's that. But, I mean, it should be fine come playoff time. Usually the best teams do. Like, even the Dodgers had a losing streak there at one point, but that'll be fine. But, yeah, moving on from baseball this week. Actually, literally right now as we talk, the play-in tournament for the NBA is going on. Last night, the Pacers beat the Hornets. Uh, to claim, or I guess not to claim anything yet. They're moving on to the next round. And then the Celtics beat the Wizards to claim the seventh seed after Jason Tatum dropped 50 smackaroos on him. So good for Jason Tatum. Always love seeing him. But, yeah, we are going to be joined now by Colton Jacob Bison, our resident NBA uh, connoisseur, to say. Uh, and, yeah, we will be right back in just a second. Hey, hello, hello. How are we doing, Colton? Doing well. What's up? All right. Yeah, I saw you uh, chuckle whenever I said our NBA connoisseur. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's just how I got to do the intro somehow. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, are you watching? Did you watch the playing games before you joined at all? Like, have you been watching the one tonight? I don't know why. I wasn't really interested in the Grizzlies and Spurs, but hey. <laughs> I wasn't super interested, but. The, the Grizzlies minus four were my lock of the night. So 
Actually, I'm gonna check on that right now and see. Yeah, the how score is a little bit closer right now. Hey, you 70, want. 79. Hey, I got minus four. They're winning by four. So come on, Grizzlies. Oh, I mean, they were I thought... up by. It was a blowout earlier. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, the reason my reasoning was the Grizzlies have been hot. I mean, they've been playing well. Like they just beat the Mavs recently. They have, yeah, I think they won their last five games of the season. You can't count out pop, bro. Yeah, that's I true. know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Can't count that. Uh, like, no, nah, I don't blame you at all for not being interested in that game. Like, who wants to who wants yeah. to watch a game where the Spurs' best player is post prime Demar Derozan? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, I think Derozan is still a great player, but I mean, he's still good. But like, that's the only person I want to watch on the Spurs. Literally, yeah. Literally, well, yeah. who's their youngster? Kelvin Johnson. Kelvin Johnson's pretty solid. Pretty I good. mean, they have a bunch of like good. Patty Mills is still there. Patty Mills is a dinosaur, bro. DeJounte Murray is a good up-and-coming player. Derek White's decent. Like, they have good players. It's just not something I'm really interested in watching. It just doesn't feel like the the normal San Antonio Spurs, like the normal pop team. Uh, Yeah, because they don't have Tim Duncan or Kawhi or Tony. They don't have any of them anymore. So Yeah, like, honestly, I can't think of a single time period in my life where, like, the Spurs didn't have, like, at least one perennial all-star. Yeah. Because I mean, DeRozan, you could say he's all star quality, but he's not like, he's not, he's not like Kawhi or Duncan level. Yeah, he's not like the man. No, not at all. I'd yeah, say no. all like Aldridge was a better player than DeRozan when he went there too. But yeah, oh yeah, I forgot they had Aldridge. Like yeah, sometimes I'll... I I don't know this era of the Spurs. Like they're just kind of like I don't know. They're just kind of irrelevant. I hate to say it, but like, yeah, you just don't really. Nobody really pays attention to them anymore because they're not yeah. winning. Like, and they've always been kind of like boring, I guess, out of the limelight for the most part because they're in a small market in San Antonio and all that. It's like they don't get a lot of attention from the national media unless they won a championship that year. And even then, you know, yep. it was it was hard to get for them. So like, without them, post like superstar, you know, leaving them, then they've just been like almost completely irrelevant. Except when Greg Popovich makes a statement or yeah. does something or trolls the media or, like, you know, says something super political. Uh, yeah, Colin, did you see uh, – do you remember, like, it was a couple weeks ago, but, like, the Celtics came back from down, like, 32 against the Spurs and they ended up winning in overtime. Yeah. Did you see Popovich's interview after that? No, I didn't see that. Oh, my God. It was so funny. They literally – they asked him. They're like, so, Greg, like – you know, obviously that game didn't go how you wanted late late in the fourth quarter. Like, you know, what what do you think you could have done differently to prevent a comeback? And he goes, don't, don't care. Doesn't matter. And he goes, like, you don't want to talk about it? No. Like, he was just, like, just dead face. Like, he wanted to oh, leave. It was God. hilarious. But oh, yeah. I remember that, yeah. On the Spurs, at about, I mean, as I say this, it's about, what, 15 minutes until the Lakers game starts? Yeah. So, yeah, Lakers Warriors. Lakers are favored to win by five and a half points. Who do you who do you have in that one? I mean, bro. Obviously, you have to go to the Lakers as defending champs. I just wonder two things. One is Steph gonna have a Steph-like game? Is he gonna go off? And two is LeBron and AD fully healthy? That's what I wonder too. Because like LeBron just rolled his ankle. Yeah, if LeBron and AD, if LeBron and AD are like fully healthy, man, like I don't think there's any way 
that they lose that game. But if Steph goes off and then he gets enough, like, other people making shots, mainly Andrew Wiggins who need to help him out, like, I could easily see them winning that game. Yeah, I mean, even Jordan Poole just went off whenever they were playing all their backups. Jordan like, Poole what, played pretty well. Michael, uh, Michael Mulder's pretty good. At least shooting-wise, they're pretty good players. Dude, it pisses me off that, like, the, the Warriors also have all these good youngsters because, like, they went from this all-star period, <laughs> like, just four all-stars, and then now, like, they yep. have such a bright future, like, which is not how it's supposed to work. Like, usually it's rebuild after afterwards, and – it yeah, seems like they, they're going to skip the rebuilding phase. They kind of got lucky that all their superstar got hurt last year, and now they got James Wiseman, who could be a really good player. And they've got, like, Poole, uh, Damian Lee. Like, they've got to have a couple of good young players, too. Andrew yeah. Wiggins is still young, too. And yeah, he just kind of he just kind of didn't really live up to expectations, though. That's I mean, he's also playing Minnesota. I'm yeah, going to give him somewhat of a pass. I mean, hey, Carl Anthony Towns is killing it. Yeah, Carl yeah, Anthony Towns is a generational talent. Yeah, I feel bad really? for him stuck in Minnesota. I think he is. He's arguably the – it's literally like as of now, it's like between him and Dirk is the best shooting like seven-footer ever. Carl Anthony Towns is unreal. At least offensively, he's unreal. I didn't realize he was that good at shooting. He shot like four like, last year. He's shooting forty something this year. Like he's a really good shooter. Damn. I don't know. Well, Minnesota's just a tragedy of a franchise in general, though. So. Yeah, they just Is constantly he, waste picks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of seven footers that can shoot, though, do you see the Heat signed uh, this guy named Amir Yurtsevin? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, we, out, we talked about that the other day. He's taking over the league, man. Seven-footer with a 40% three-point, dude. I'll see. Watch out, NBA. I should have worn my Luka jersey. He's going to wear his Heat jersey. Oh, yeah. You know, I was just kind of thinking in the spirit of, of playing, like, might as well rep the brand, you know? Yeah, I got I'm to. actually wearing my Mavs t-shirt right now. See, that's what's up. Get that Heat shit out of here, man. Oh, fuck that, bro. No, let's, let's talk about that, though. Let's talk about Mavs and Heat. You know, we got two Mavs fan here, one Heat fan. We're uh, you guys are the five seed. We're the six seed. How are y'all feeling about the Mavs' chances, Colton? I know you are pretty high on them right now, like at least like as a dark horse, somewhat. So, I mean, the Clippers are definitely a bad matchup, but all I can point to is we should have beat them last year. I don't think they got any better. I, I think don't, I don't we think got. Either. I personally think we got better, even though it didn't look like it for most of the season. After we got through all the COVID, all the injuries, even with KP being in and out of the lineup, we've played extremely well for, like, the last half of the season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there uh, was some growing pains, like getting rid of uh, Seth and then adding Jay Rich. Yeah, and so Jay Rich. I remember that. I wish he been the gr- better on offense. <laughs> yeah. He can I mean, shoot, well, though. We got him for to be a, a 3 and D guy. Yeah, and but, he's he's like a freaking mid-range and D guy. He has great mid-range. Which is he weird is because whenever he used to play for the Heat, he was like just a straight strapper, like three yeah. points only. He's just streaky, bro. He's like really, really inconsistent with his shot. I've seen uh, also no, who's but, it? Tim Hardaway Jr. has been going off for the Mavs. Oh, man. Tim Hardaway. I love that dude. Yeah, he's, he's a stud. He's a oh, score for he? sure. Um, I think – 
Probably late twenties, I think. Yeah, I want to say he's twenty-eight. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. I think he's twenty-eight. Um, Twenty-nine. I think I think this series is easily going to go to six or seven games, um, yeah. and that we have a good shot of winning. But beyond round one, I'm not super optimistic. I will say. Honestly, but, I think we can beat anybody besides a fully healthy Lakers team. That's how much confidence I have in them. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I think that's the only team that would like, not like we wouldn't have a chance against them. I so, mean, I would love that if you're right, but yeah, you guys, uh, the winner of the four five game would play the winner of the one and eight, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so probably the Jazz next round. So uh, unless that's the not Lakers, that scary. but unless the Lakers lose to the Warriors, and then they win the eight seed game. And honestly, if LeBron and AD are healthy, they're gonna beat the fucking Jazz. I You're right. Yeah. yeah. The Jazz are a weird team. Like I can't pin them. It's like they're good. They're really good. But I still just don't trust them at all in the postseason. Like nobody. That is. Yeah. This is probably like the least respected one seed since the Hawks. Yeah. Seven yeah. years ago. I agree with that. Easily the least respected one seed since the Hawks. Well, yeah, their their odds right now to win, like their betting odds, are plus six fifty. But then the Lakers are plus five hundred. I mean, it's because everybody knows crazy. that the Lakers should have been a top three seed. They they are. I mean, like healthy, they are. Like no easily. doubt. Yeah. No. So I, I don't know. That's. I that's mean, they the Lakers literally won the title, and I think they got better in the offseason. For sure they did. They had great yeah. Yeah. I mean, even during the season, they got better with Andre Drummond. Watch him lose yeah. the, both these uh, play-in tournament games. That Warriors. I think I, – I don't think – I just want them to lose against the Warriors tonight just because I think it would be funny. And I'd love to see LeBron cry about the play-in tournament one more time if they lose against the Warriors tonight. Hey, and, I'll, um, dude. <laughs> So I just I like chaos again. I've said that before. I'll say it again. I, I'll live I live by that. Yeah. I want chaos and so that'd be great if they lost tonight and to see them probably I guess the well, it'd be even better if the Spurs end up pulling it out. They're making a comeback right now. I think uh let me check the score. Well anyway, it's a tight um, game. So if the Spurs win 85-87, um Grizzlies right now. But yeah, five minutes left. If they if, if LeBron loses both tournament playing games, that would just be comical. Because, like, I'm yeah. pretty sure the whole reason why the NBA set this up is so Zion could probably get in the playoffs again. I agree. <laughs> like they did That's last year. Part of it. Oh yeah, it's a big part. So you get their biggest yeah. marketable stars in the playoffs. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a business after all. At the end of the day, yep. and so. If, you know, the biggest marketable star, LeBron James, isn't in the playoffs because of what they created. Is I bet they'll get fucking hilarious. Rid. I bet they'll get rid of it if he doesn't make the playoffs. Instantly. I wouldn't Instantly. be surprised. They might, either, even yeah. they might even restore it and just go, hey, wait, never mind. Like, we fucked up. Like, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, fuck you, nine and Those 10 seeds. You guys, you guys yeah. are in, like. We, we that that didn't count. That was a really big joke. April Fools, guys. We forgot to tell you. We were, we were just testing out a new format. You know, wanted to see how it would go. Yeah, it's just failed. a test run. Yeah, it's just a test run, dude. But no, let me let me. So let me paint this uh, scenario for you guys, and let me know what you think. So we got 
Lakers losing to the Warriors, okay? Right. And then they beat whoever it is, Spurs, Grizzlies, hopefully Grizzlies for my bet. But they beat that team, and they make it as the eighth seed. And then if the Lakers go to the finals, okay, and they beat the Nets with KD, Kyrie, James Harden, is LeBron the greatest player of all time? I knew that's where I was going. When you knew I had to bring it up because it's fucking it. We can't ignore it. It's like honestly, every year I'm asking this question. I feel like you know what I mean. It's like every year I'm like, oh, if he wins the ring, is is he the goat guaranteed? But then nobody, nobody fucking like admits it. And so it's like, when will it finally be the point where it's like LeBron's the goat? I would say, dude, even at this point, it's already like 50-50. I don't think you can go wrong with thinking MJ or LeBron's a good. I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, personally, I'm on LeBron's side, but I agree. It's yeah. like you can make a case for both 100%. I don't even think I'm on either side anymore. I just think they're the best two ever. I think um, I after watching, yeah, After watching The Last Dance, I'm on Team MJ. I, I'd say it. I've been on Team MJ ever since. Bro, actually, watching dude. The Last Dance made me more Team LeBron. It kind of made me realize, like, how shitty of competition he was going up against. And, like, I don't know about and that. also we, how he, we, like, literally did uh, nothing ever without his other All-Star teammates. Like, what did, ever. LeBron, what did LeBron do without All-Star teammates? LeBron has a, a better record when his, team, his All-Star teammates are injured and off the court than he does with them on the court. Well, it's because LeBron literally makes up the entire offense. Michael Jordan played in a structured offense his entire career. It was structured around him. Not just around him, though. It was the triangle offense. They ran it with him on or off the court. I mean, they, yeah, they ran the triangle offense. LeBron, LeBron is literally like pick and roll with me, and everybody fucking get to the corner. I'm gonna throw you the ball if you're open. If not, I'm gonna take it to the hole. Like that's like ninety percent of his offense, which fucking works. Exactly. I just that's the only reason I don't like that stat though. It's like it really seems like his teammates don't know how to play when he's not there. They don't know how to run shit when he's not there doing everything, which I mean is a good and a bad thing. Yeah, but my, my point with that, though, was not so much like just the offensive scheme, but it was more like the long-term success. Michael Jordan has literally never won a series without Scottie Pippen. He never beat the bad boy Pistons. LeBron has beaten the best he, team in NBA he, history. He, didn't he not beat the bad boy Pistons? What? But who, who put Jordan the – never beat nah, the bad boy Pistons. Not because they broke up by that point. But, well – did Who they? hit the shot to put the dagger in the in the Warriors? Whatever, dude. The shot. Yeah, oh, the well, shot. No, that, that's the same. I mean, like, I I agree with you. Like LeBron or MJ, you can make a case for either. But like, that's just literally the same argument that you're making right now, dude. But uh, that's you could say that. Oh, LeBron saw his teammate open with a better shot. He was doing better to set his team up to win than he would be to be selfish and take the shot himself. Well, MJ would have <laughs> took the shot. You're right. And he would have made it. I don't know about that. So, to be honest, I think that's a dumb – I don't like that argument either. Like, eh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, he might have taken the shot or whatever. But, like, by statistics, LeBron's one of the most clutch players ever. No, yeah, he is. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate right now. I, I, I know. Yeah, I got you. Like, I just don't like that argument, though. Because, like, why would you not pass it to, like, 
a great three-point shooter who's wide-ass open rather than take a contested shot. That's just stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, sure, the only can... hey, the only thing I will say though is LeBron clanking those fucking threes against the Spurs when he was on the Heat, and Ray Allen and Chris Bosh did fucking save him. You're right. Nailed it hard. I I it, witnessed it that firsthand. I literally should have lost that game. They I'll never forget, bro. I'll never forget that game. I was watching it with my brother and my dad. We were on like our big TV, and like it was, it was over. Like it looked over, hundred percent. They were literally bringing the trophy out on the court, and I like walked out. I left the room, and I was like, I was about to be in tears. I was so mad. I was like, we just made the finals and lost. And then all of a sudden, I hear my dad and brother go, Whoa! and like I run back inside. I'm like, holy shit, Ray Allen made it! Like, and it was great. But yeah, LeBron did get bailed out by that. Yeah, we can't. My favorite part. Nobody. My favorite part of that game is. Too. Oh, sorry. What's up? Oh, you're good. You're good. Go for it, bro. Okay. Um, my favorite part of that game was all the Miami Miami Heat fans just walking out and then like trying to get back in and they couldn't get back in because they locked the door. Locked it, dude. That's classic. Yeah, like that's what you fucking uh, get for not believing in our team. Well, exactly. Miami Heat, uh, Miami fans are like notorious for like not really giving a shit about their sports. They just show yeah. up for clout, almost like LA kind of LA sports in general. Really, uh, I could see that. I don't know. I, I, I think the Heat, at least recently, like, not to sound like cliche or cheesy or biased or whatever, but like that, like, <laughs> hashtag, you know, hashtag Heat culture, that's real. Like, I mean, the Heat have a very unique culture around the team, like the whole organization. It's, I feel like it's just something different than any other NBA team, which I mean, sure, every team probably has their own unique thing, but just like as a Heat fan, I've, I've enjoyed being in that community. I don't know. Well, uh, Heat fans will just show up in the second quarter and leave by the third just because they live in Miami. <laughs> yeah, shit. If I lived in Miami too, I don't know what I would be doing. I might just go to the beach after. It's like right there. Exactly. But, uh, so, but I have – so we talked about the Lakers kind of like AD and LeBron being healthy and whatnot. So I have like a few what-if scenarios. And one of the main ones is what if the Lakers never had injury problems? Are they the one seed? No, I don't think they're the one seed. Yeah, I, I don't think either. Like in the regular season, I don't. I don't think so. I think they're three or four. Yeah, I, I could have totally seen them at three, which would have been kind of an interesting matchup with the Trailblazers. Yeah, we saw all that play out last year. Yeah, but I think I the Blazers is slightly better this year. I just honestly, I want them to trade McCollum and get someone different with them. Yeah, McCollum has been, at least from what I've seen, pretty inconsistent this year. Like, it's either he goes off for 30 yeah. or you don't hear about him at all. I mean, dude, Dame is somewhat like that too, but they're just – it's redundant at this point. They have, like, almost the same skill set. They need to get someone that – I think they should get try to get an elite wing and trade McCollum. That's just my opinion because it had the best they'll ever do is when they got to the conference finals a couple years ago. I just don't see them doing anything else. I'm trying to think who they should trade with. Like, nobody really comes to mind, like, right off the bat. And trade for Kawhi. He doesn't want to stay in L.A. They're going to lose the Mavs this year in the first round, and they out. Do you think Kawhi's going to leave? I, if they if they lose in the first or second round, I could see him leaving. Especially since Paul George is there forever. Kawhi's a merc. Playoff P, Pretty bro. Much. Yeah, playoff PP. I agree. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Well, 
So another what if I have, I mean, this one is kind of a little bit redundant because it's it's over and done with. The Hornets are already eliminated. But another question is, what if LaMelo Ball was healthy the entire season? Would um, the Hornets dude, even be in the play-in? They would definitely be in yeah, the play-in. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they would have been like the eight seed, though, instead of the 10th. Yeah, I, I could have seen. Yeah, that's. I guess that's a pretty big jump from 10 to 6. Yeah. They're a fun team to watch, man. I've well, I tuned in a couple of Hornets games just because I, I like I like Lamelo and I put in a couple of prop bets on them and Hornets, other Hornets players and man, they're they're fun to watch and I like where they're heading. Their their trajectory trajectory is definitely up right now. Like they're yeah. they're almost like on the border of like if you're a basketball fan and you haven't seen them play, then you need to. Yeah. Have you seen uh, their announcers? They're, they're right there, but they're on the border of watch must watch TV. Have yeah. you seen their announcers before or like listen to them? They're hilarious. Yeah, it's Del Curry, yeah. right? Dude, wait, is it? One of them's Del Curry, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember if he does commentating, but I know he's a part of the like crew. I don't know who exactly it is, but like the guy or the, the audio clips that I've heard is like you know, it'll be a clip of Terry Rosier going in for a dunk and like the announcer's just like God, yeah, bro, they get Terry, like they're just screaming, dude. It's honestly so it makes it so much better. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say though, to change your what if, if Hayward and Lamelo were healthy all year, I think they could have been a six seed. That's a good point. Yeah, I was just kind of going with the big name there, Lamelo. But if yeah, they're that's, both that's healthy. If they're both healthy. I I think they would have been the six seed, possibly. Which is so weird to so, think. Yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Del Curry is our color commentator, so that means he's probably okay, the guy yeah. that's going. <laughs> that's on awesome, bro. Yeah, oh, that's funny. That's that's my dream. I just want to be, you know, on a broadcast, just screaming, "Oh my god!" Like at the top of my lungs. Mike think, Greenberg, the Bang. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I think my favorite, like hearing someone from like highlights and stuff, is probably the Clippers announcer back in the day with DeAndre and Blake Griffin. Oh, Lob City. Yeah, bro, that dude, I don't know who it is either. He was so funny to hear. Dude, sometimes, like, just their, like, the electricity, or, like, their voice, it just makes the moment so much better. Yeah. Which I like. But, so, my next one I have, moving on from the Hornets. The Celtics, they already won their game. But, kind of along the same line, I guess, uh, what if the Celtics never had injuries? I think they'd be a little bit higher, but I think they'd be out of the plate. Yeah, I do too. Because I mean, they were the seven seeds, so like, that's what I'm saying. It's like where where they've already under. I don't know. They just kind of underperformed all year. I feel like even yeah, even when they were healthy, Tatum. I feel and I yeah, Tatum's going off. He's he's doing you know, he's turning himself one of the better players in the league. But like, I don't know. I think the Celtics are one of those teams so far that have just been like. ESPN like always makes them out to be like, oh, like you know, this could be their year. Like they're going to be at the top of the East. Like could they make it to the finals, and then they're just not going to do it. And I don't really see them doing it anytime soon. Yeah, I think it's just crazy that they've made the conference finals through the last four years. Like I'm just surprised they haven't made the finals at least once out of those yeah. years. And they got fucked up by the Heat last year, you know. <laughs> that was a close series. Was, it was a good series. Let's not yeah. forget. It was, it was six, game. okay? It didn't go to seven. It was six. But, but that was a good series. 
it was good. It was it was definitely better There's, than the Bucks series, surprisingly. Yeah, and their series against Toronto before that, Boston's was a really good series too. Yeah, that's it's also weird to see Toronto just like fall off like this. Because I mean, they still have a good yeah. team. Van Vliet, Possible Siakam, like Van Vliet was not did not play good this year. I watched a few of their games, and then I looked at his stats too. I was like, damn. I don't even yeah. think he was shooting forty percent from the field. Yikes! Didn't he earn? Didn't he get a big contract? He did. Yeah. And that's probably why you know he got paid. He's chilling now. I feel like that doesn't really happen in the NBA that much. I know that shit happens in the NFL like all the time. It seems like I feel like that doesn't happen in the NBA really. That's true. It is definitely more of a football thing. Yeah, because right. after the NFL, they're like, "Shit, I'm not gonna get hurt." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, shit. I mean, Elijah, how do you think Dak's going to do now with uh, that massive contract? Do you think he's going to still produce or is he going to be dog shit? Dak's a baller. He's going to do great. I hope he does. Well said. No, he's a. He he, he loves the game too much to, to give up. I agree. I don't think he's going to coast. Too much I don't, competitor. I don't think he would coast at all, especially being drafted so late. No, especially like quarterbacks. Quarterbacks usually live up to their second contract. That's true. Running backs. There's more running backs. Yeah, like running backs. Running backs don't live up. Defensive We need cut Zeke. Defensive, yeah. Some some defensive players will quit out, but quarterbacks for the most part, like they'll live up to that second contract. Unless they didn't deserve it at all. (laughs) I'll say that. Was Dak deserved money, but did he deserve like, he, the largest contract in NFL history? I don't wait, know. It was bigger uh, than Mahomes. Second largest. Oh, you're right. You're right. Second That's largest. Hard. Second largest. And yes, he did. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess he does. I'm can't sure argue with that. Second largest. He knows how to handle the pressure of being a Cowboys quarterback. That's immense pressure. He knows how to be in the spotlight. He's a gamer. He's a competitor. Um, if we had him in our lineup, then he would have been. Um, we would have been in the playoffs, and without him, we were a god awful team. So that's all I'd say about that. Yeah, with Ryan, I'm Day, a Dak, I'm a Dak defender. I I like Dak Day, too. I, I think Dak is really good, but I do just want to point out what type of spotlight has he been in other than Monday Night Football? They've literally never made the playoffs. What? The, with the Dak spotlight of being a Cowboys quarterback, you're constantly scrutinized by the media. I mean, like, okay, you're that, always on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football. Um, well, that's what you, you play say. Four, other than like you prime play time, four to four to five primetime games a year. You know how big of a deal that is. It is a big deal, and it's also. I mean, the, both, the other teams the, don't get it. The Bills got like their first primetime game that wasn't oh. Thursday Night Football in years last year, and it was a huge deal for for Bills fans. So like, and we get four or five of those a year, and like Bullshit. when you're watching, the whole nation is watching it, and you know it when you're playing, and so you have a, a pressure on you to perform better. And Dak fucking excels with that, so don't come at me with that, dude. Okay, that's don't come see, at me with that. That see, but okay, I get that, but I mean, yeah, okay, it's just my 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 thing was the playoffs, but I mean, I guess yeah, it's pressure for prime time and whatever. But he's won a playoff game. He's one and two. Okay, I don't think they've been in the playoffs with, with Dak. That's what I thought. And if I remember correctly, we should have beat the Packers like three or four years ago. Yeah, we should have beat the Packers. Aaron went god mode on us and beat us. Yeah, well, he's our Achilles heel. We know this. Yeah. I mean, he. who did we win? We won in the wild card round against – who was that? I want to say I it was remember. the Seahawks. 
Yes, yes, you're right. You're completely right. So we beat the Seahawks in the playoffs. So if anyone has a has a has a pressure situation, it's definitely Russell Wilson because he's fucking choked in the playoffs the past five years. Um, and then we lost against a very good Rams team that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we haven't it's made the playoffs so since because we went eight and eight with Jason Garrett because Jason Garrett legend was doing Jason Garrett wow. things. Legend. Very mediocre. Ryan, no. Dude, he's like, and then, bro. And then he, he got hurt. Eight and eight. Yeah. So, so, no, he doesn't have a playoff problem. I mean, MJ didn't like win in the playoffs until like his until his late twenties. You know? so like, don't come I, out I, with that. Don't come, don't come out with your Dak slander. No, I'm not slandering Dak. I'm all for Dak. I like Dak. You know, I don't like the Cowboys, but I like Dak as a player. I I think. It blows my mind whenever Cowboys fans were like trying to cut him and stuff. Like they were literally, whenever he wanted his big contract, they're like, "Oh, just get rid of him." It's like, dude, that's your franchise quarterback. Like, oh, that's the that's the dumb part of our franchise. There's a lot of them, but you know, that's that's any franchise. Yeah, exactly. But, any okay, sports team. Not to get off traffic or off topic though. Let's let's move back. Let's shift back to the NBA playoffs. So <laughs> that was supposed. To- <laughs> we were way off though. We were way off board with that. I mean, you know, whatever happens, happens. But we are we did some what if scenarios, but now let, let's take talk about some dark horse picks. Like everybody, you know, of course the Lakers are up there and like what else? Um some other teams that are favorited, like Lakers, I said plus five hundred, Jazz plus six fifty. What's wild to me is the Suns are plus sixteen hundred. That's kind of disrespect in my opinion, but whatever. So personally, my dark horse team, like not to win it all per se. But to like really shake things up, or I guess yeah, just shake things up, is the Portland Trailblazers. I don't know why. I love Damian Lillard. Everybody should love Damian Lillard. If you don't, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no other way to say it. But I don't know. I just I like the Trailblazers. I w- I wouldn't mind seeing them beat the Nuggets. I think they can compete because especially after the Nuggets, you know, lost Aaron Gordon. That's kind of tough. So I, I don't know. I, just, I think they could do something. What about y'all? Well, I didn't even see that. They lost Aaron Gordon. Nuggets? No, not Aaron Gordon. Jamal Murray. Oh, I was like, damn. No, yeah. If they lost Aaron Gordon, that'd be bad, bad. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Jamal Murray, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Jamal Murray is not as important as people make him out to be. Dude, but in the playoffs last year, he was – Yeah, okay, but if yeah, Michael- him and well, – it's because him and uh... – God, why am I blinking on him right now? The Jazz player, forty-five. Donovan Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell yeah, they're yes, snapping. thank you. Sorry, they they went they went at it. They had their little like rivalry of who could that talk. That was awesome, that. dude. Yeah, I that agree. was awesome. But I but, think uh, Michael I think, Porter I think that's is why. Yeah, maybe. Really, I think he at least what he's showing now and the potential he has, he's going to be better than Jamal Murray, and he. I don't know. Since Jamal Murray went down, he has been snapping better than Jamal Murray was doing all year scoring wise. And he's what? a good rebounder, and he could be good on defense in the future. He definitely has potential. Yeah, he like he's a good youngster. For I mean, sure. he's already a better shooter. There's no question in that. I mean, he was the number one overall prospect a couple of years yeah. ago, and he could have been the school. number one overall pick, but he got hurt. Yep, and then. 100%. What did the Nuggets get him at? Like thirteen or? Yeah, somewhere in that range. You got him in the mid, ten to like fifteen range ish. Yeah, so yeah, like it was the, somewhere in there. Steel. 
Yeah, late lottery pick with that amount of talent is kind of crazy. I mean, dude, dude literally just pulls up. He's like 6'11", just pulls up, shoots in people's face like it's nothing. I got to watch some more Nuggets games. And he's shooting play a few times. And he's shooting like 50, 40 splits. Damn. Damn. Did y'all see Tony Snell? Did y'all see Tony Snell finish 50-50-100? Why? Because he plays like five minutes a game or something? Okay, yeah, but I mean, you still can't discount it. It's still pretty cool, like – he yeah. he has not missed a free throw in a game since 2019. He's shot a hundred percent for the past two seasons. That's pretty dope. I want to know how many he's taken though. That yeah, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that. I want to hear that. That's still cool though. I got yeah. I respect it. Especially, it's harder. Like, it's harder to go in and shoot free throws well when you don't shoot a lot either. That's true. Yeah, you're not. It's you're not warm. Yeah, it's a lot harder because you see like good shooters that don't go to the rim often, and you like I look at it before. I'm like, how is this dude this good of a three point shooter, or a good shooter in general, and he shoots like seventy eight percent from free throw line? And then I go look. He averaged like one and a half a game. I'm like, oh, because he never shoots them. So he averaged last season. He averaged half of a free throw attempt a game. Okay, and then so like probably thirty last year. This season, he averaged 0.2 free throw attempts per game. So he's probably shot like 40 or 50 of them. Yeah, so, yeah, literally in 20% of games, he had one. Yeah, so, I mean, still, it's impressive nonetheless. It's just not as as cool as it could be, I guess. All right. Yeah, Dark Dark Horse, though. I want to talk about your Trailblazers pick real quick. I think they have a very good chance against the Nuggets. They have good matchups. They have Nurkic to go against Jokic. He should be able to at least play good against him. Obviously, Jokic is going to be better because he's a freaking MVP. Uh, Guard-wise, they have they have no one really that can match up with Dame and CJ whatsoever. That's why I was thinking, like, I don't think anybody can guard Dame, really. Uh, Covington uh, – Covington can guard Porter. 100%. Yeah. 100% yeah. can guard Porter. They have uh, Aaron Gordon's not a great offensive threat. I don't know who Aaron Gordon's really going to like be out there to guard because they don't really – I mean, I guess Aaron Gordon can guard Mello when he's in the game. Yeah, But, I, I mean, other than that, like they don't have any like big wings for Aaron Gordon to guard. So, he's kind of like – just not there. necessarily yet. He's not necessarily going to be used what he's actually there for, which is to guard LeBron and Kawhi and Paul George. That's Big what boys. they got him for, basically. But I mean, I don't. They honestly have a really good matchup against them. They have Nurkic who can at least kind of slow down Jokic somewhat. They have really good uh, people off the bench. They only play like three or four players now, but they got Melo, Cantor, and. Uh, yeah, they do. They also have Norman Powell on the who they got. I think he's a pretty good player. Yeah, he's decent. They, good, they match up. I say they match up well with them. That's they that's have, why I like them. Yeah. I think they may win this series. Yeah, they honestly could. Now that I'm thinking about it more, but I just I just don't see Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic not going off and winning them the series at the same time. When is when is the MVP award announced? After the season. Okay. Because is Yo- do you think Jokic is going to win? I don't even think it's close. Dude, that makes me very happy because 
our first ever podcast episode. I shit on that pick. I shit I, on that pick. Yeah, I picked Nikola Jokic to win MVP, and he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. I just have a feeling. Wow. Dude, let's fucking hey, go. He was my first overall pick in fantasy, so I'll take that. Yeah, I would do that too, so that's a good idea. Yeah, good idea. I haven't, I haven't played fantasy basketball in a while, dude. I always lose track of it. Yeah, I stopped Probably looking at it about two months ago. <laughs> it's yeah. not very fun. <laughs> no, it's so anything, harder, yeah, anything that isn't fantasy football, like you're like, fuck yeah, like this is dope. Why don't I do much. this more? And then like two months in, you're like, I don't care at all about this thing. Because I tried. It's every day. It's constant. Yeah, I've tried it all. I, I've tried. I've tried fantasy basketball in one season that lasted about a week, um, <laughs> and then I tried uh, fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball. Absolute worst. It's well, every single I, day. Yeah, it's every single day. That's why I've tried it too, and it's fun for like the first two weeks. Yep. She's like, I oh, this is sick. Was. Like, yeah, because yep. it's fun for the with those because like you check it every day for the first two weeks. You're like, ah, this is awesome because like that's one thing like about fantasy football is like you check it. Sometimes I'll check it every day because I'm a football nut, and I'll be yeah. like, oh, like this, this, and that, and like when are the games going to be played? I can't wait. And that's why I was really excited about, you know, fantasy basketball or fantasy baseball. I'm like, I could do this every day. And then like a week later, I'm like, I have to fuck with this every day. <laughs> like, yeah. It literally goes <laughs> in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. that's why fo- fantasy football is the go. Like, I mean, cause it's just once a week, you know, you know exactly when you have to set your lineups by, like it's the yeah. same thing every time. Yeah. I mean, I think that's also kind of why, Football like sells out crowds more than the NBA and the MLB just because like you know it's week yeah it's so yeah it's once a week you know I mean the NFL they only have eight home games or I guess now potentially nine with the new schedule and so like yeah I agree but like that's it you know and then but like for the NBA they have forty one home games a year and then the MLB they have eighty one so it's like I'll just catch it next time so. Yeah, there's not the uh, there's no urgency just because of that, honestly. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about my Trailblazers pick. Who who's y'all's dark horse to shake things up? You want to go first, Elijah? Nah, you go ahead, bro. I want to say the Mavs, man. I really do. I really have confidence. There's ar- there's plenty of arguments as to why. I like I could see it. Luca's the best player in the league. Take us to the championship. Put that in fucking writing. Okay, I'll submit it right there. We can clip it. We can just clip George it Strait, right write now. this down. George oh, man. I don't. I don't know. Dude. Write it in stone if you want to. There, that that's like my honest pick. I mean, if you count the Suns, because what you were talking about with the odds, I think they could easily make it to the finals. Yeah, like that. That's crazy. They are plus sixteen, like sixteen to one odds to win as a two yeah. seed, which is like unheard of for I one mean, of the top seeds. They have arguably the best floor general in the league in Chris Paul. They have a top 10 score in the league in Devin Booker. They have two – okay, I'm not going to call Jay Crowder elite anymore, but he's, he's an, an elite, elite role player. He's an elite 3 and D wing role player. Michael Bridges is an elite 3 and D player. They have a very good young center in DeAndre Ayton. They have one of the best pack, backup point guards in the league in Cameron Payne. They have Cameron Johnson, who's a good role player off the bench that can strap. Like, they're just loaded. Dario Saric, who's been a great backup five and four for them, who can shoot, pass. Like, they just have a really good and deep team. 
Yeah, which is so Paul weird. Chris the clutchest player in the NBA. Chris Really? Paul. Clutchest? Yes. I mean, he's hit a few daggers for him this year. Statistically, how he makes plays. He's only had, like, one really bad choke in his entire career. And that was the Clippers versus OKC when they should have won the title that year, to be honest. But We we talked about it a little bit last week, but, like, I think what's just so impressive with Chris Paul is mostly, like, just his effect. Like, just in general, his entire effect on the team. Yeah. Literally everywhere he goes, they get better. Yeah, which is absurd. Sizable amount. Yeah, I, uh, dude, it's weird. That, yeah, I guess you could say the Suns would technically be a dark horse because, like, you're just being overlooked. Because of Vegas odds yeah. and the fact that everybody is young and doesn't have experience besides Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. Yeah, I could see. Dude, I was so sad when the Heat lost Jay Crowder, man. Like, they I know, Why did they not sign him back? It was – we kind of needed to get rid of him, like, in order to make space to get Oladipo. Well, Oladipo, and then you guys have to re-sign Duncan Robinson this summer. You have to I, re-sign Oladipo too. Duncan Robinson's gonna stay. I'm. I'm not. I know, but I'm that. saying you have to re-sign him. You're like, right. He's we gonna get way more money. money. Way more money. Yeah. He's gonna get money, bro. He's yeah. probably gonna get fifteen to twenty million a year. Yeah, dude. I don't know what he's getting paid right now, but I know it is not. Right. I bet it's getting. maybe a million. Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, we signed him from the G League, so like exactly. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, bro. He went from the G League to starting in the NBA Finals within a year. He's a savage, bro. Dude, that, dude, I think like I know I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Heat fan, but I think by the time the career is over, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, Duncan Robinson will be the best shooter of all time. Cap, he's not being better than Steph Curry. I don't uh, care what you say. Shooting percentage has already been better the last two years. Yeah, we'll see if he keeps that for a, for a whole career. That's and what I said. That's what don't I said. shoot it off the dribble like stuff, bro. No, you're right. And, I mean, there's a, there's totally a difference between spot-up shooter and – He might be the best spot-up. He could be the best spot-up shooter ever or, like, off-screen shooter. That – oh, off-screen is where he kills it. It'd be yeah. between him and Clay, in my opinion. Yeah, off-screen. That's what I was going to say is I think Clay is also arguably the best spot-up shooter ever. And I think Clay just takes hard-ass shots, and that's why his percentage is, like, a little bit below what Duncan's is. Yeah, Steph, I think Steph, though, off the dribble, without a doubt, Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. We're also discounting Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a strap god. He is cold, yeah. Damn, dude. He, he is unreal. It used to be Kyle Korver back in the day, the spot-up shooter. Kyle Korver is really great, too. Yeah, that's like all he did, though, was just go in and do that. Is yeah, Elijah, so No, no, he retired. Okay, yeah. Yeah, thankfully, he was old. Anyway, so – yeah, anyway, my Dark Horse pick. Um, kind of cheating a little bit by picking a three seed, but I'm picking the Bucks for my Dark Horse. Everyone's kind of forgot about them. I feel yeah. like they're really slept on right now. Um, I count them as a Dark Horse for sure. Yeah, like at this point, the way that they're being talked about, they're Dark, they're, they're dark Horse. Yeah, you know? I so agree. I could, I, could see, I could see a scenario where they come out of the East that they can really their only threat, to me at least, is – the Nets, I think the Nets are the biggest threat in the, in the East right now. I think they're way more of a threat than um, the 76ers. Um, yeah. What about yeah, the Heat? Like, and they still have the best player in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, he's not the best player in the league. Let's not he's go not. that far. You get clamped two years in a row in the playoffs, you can't be the best player in the league. He's top He's the best five. regular season player. Oh, yes. I honestly agree. He's top five, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, top five for sure. He's top five. But top I can't three. fit on those. 
I think that's arguable. Yeah, I think he's definitely an up there. LeBron, KD, and Giannis. Yeah, that's my top three at least. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree though. The Bucks definitely have been like it's it's honestly shocking how the narrative around the Bucks has gone from like you know early last season the Bucks were kind of like the face of the NBA. In, in a sense, like, you know, it was Giannis, like the Bucks were dominating everybody they played. Yeah. Like they were being heavily promoted and stuff like that. But then now it's like, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because of the three seed. But yeah, they've, they've been completely overlooked. It's weird. Bro, you know why. It's literally because the last two years, they should have got swept by the Heat. Then the year before that, they won two and then got swept after that by the Raptors. Like, and Giannis played – he didn't really like play bad, but he did not play up to the level he had played in every of the playoff series and in the regular season in those two series. Yeah, are you talking about the Heat? The Heat series? The Heat, the heat and against the Raptors, too. The year yeah. Before. yeah, he definitely underperformed against the Heat because, like, yeah. I, I watched that whole series. I literally, as a Heat fan, I was like, all right, we're playing the Bucks. I guess that's GG's good year, good run. Right. Lamped them. Yeah, we fucked them up, which, like, I was going to be shocked if we took it to seven last year, but then they, they won in five, which was just weird. And like I said, they should have won every single game. Yeah, even the one they lost was close. I think that's when Giannis got hurt at the end of that game, and then they it kind of looked like the Heat just started coasting because they thought they were going to win since he was out. And Chris Middleton started sniping. I mean, Chris Middleton, you can't forget about him. He's pretty good. Chris Middleton's a great player. I never forget when I saw like I think it was Bleachport last year, like top ten people in the playoffs, and Chris Middleton was ten. I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know about ten. I mean, he's a great. Based off his playoff performance, maybe he, he's a great player, but I don't know about ten. If anything, I drew. I think Drew Holiday is arguably better than him. Yeah, oh, I think so. I think he is. I think they're even at least. Drew Holiday, I don't know. They're yeah. both borderline all-star players. I would say a few years ago for sure, but Drew Holiday, I don't know as much now about him. He's still but to end, so to end things off on the NBA, I want to see or I want to hear y'all's final prediction who's going to be in the finals and who's going to take it. Okay. Um, so I know it's a tough pick. I know it's tough. I'm personally – I'm going with the Lakers out of the West. I think the Lakers are going to do it. And then in the East, see, I don't, I can't, I can't say Miami because like, I'm just going to sound biased, but. You're wild. If you think they're going to make the finals. You're, wild. Gonna you're nuts, dude. Yeah. You're, okay. honestly, That's what I said last year. Ryan, you're a worse Miami Heat fan than I am a Cowboys fan. No, no shot, yes, bro. yes, no yes, shot. you are the only you reason are. because I think you're such a fucking Bucks. bad Heat fan. We can beat the Bucks. We did it last year. Why can't we do it again? Okay, but y'all ain't beating the Nets. You're not beating the Sixers either. So realistic pick, I'm going Lakers Nets in the finals, and I got the Lakers winning it all. Okay, well, right. I'll let you go next, bro. I got to think. Um. Give me Nugs Net Nugs Nets and um, I'll take the Nets. Nuggets. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, Ryan. Who'd you say was gonna win? Who's gonna win? Lakers. Okay. Nuggets? It's purely oh. because I'm a LeBron writer. That's why. Oh, I know. This is the West. The West is is wide open right now. It is. 
and that's why I can't pick the Lakers, bro. I don't think LeBron and AD are healthy enough. Yeah, they're not. They're I, not going to be one hundred percent. Just stuff. like like hiding information. Like you know, I feel like they're I don't more know. hurt than they're telling us. Oh like, no, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, they're more hurt than they're telling us. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they pulled it. You know, if they pulled it off, I wouldn't be shocked at all. But, no, but it just seems like they're too hurt, bro. Yeah, it, that's what it seems like. And and if they weren't. And the thing that concerns me is the amount of games that they lost when they were gone. Yeah. And like their team is full of great role players, but they're not, they don't have other superstars. We got a, we got a comment here saying uh, LeBron was hella exaggerating his ankle in injury. Dude, okay. I, I would not be surprised yeah. if he, to exaggerated be honest, I think LeBron did, but I don't think AD is. No, I don't think AD did. At and all. they need yeah. AD fully healthy too. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I have no doubt LeBron's still going to snap in the playoffs. But if AD is giving you what he gave you this entire year, I don't think you're winning the finals. I don't think you're getting to the finals. That's true. Did you see, though, that um, LeBron, after the injury, he said he'll never be 100% again? Yeah, I still think he was trolling. That's Yeah, he's capping. He probably said that just so he can come out and drop, like, a 40-point triple-double. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, oh, my God, LeBron did this after an injury. Like, I uh, I was watching a YouTube video about this guy talking about it. LeBron always does this shit to try to make himself like the underdog, bro. And I fucking agree. When you look back on it, he just like always wants people to count him out, give him like extra fuel, and then he just fucking goes off. Which I love it. I mean, if you're at that at that I high of a point in your career, what is gonna fuel you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to find something to fuel the like fuel the fire because he's literally just expected to be the best every time he steps out on the court. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally see it. But, yeah, I could totally see him exaggerating that just for the narrative, which would be a hell of a narrative if they win. I mean, yeah. it'd be a good story. But yeah, we will talk about a little bit more NBA playoffs next week as the series get underway. Um, and who knows? Maybe Colton will come back and give us some more, some more NBA knowledge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me give you my pick. Let me give you my pick. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm so torn on the Sixers and the Nets, bro. I'm so really? torn. I'm so torn. Only because if Joel Embiid stays fully healthy, stays fully committed, Ben Simmons is in attack mode, I think they beat them. That's going to be – No one on that team can touch Embiid. Dude, yeah, Embiid's, Embiid's – they have, they have Ben Simmons, Matisse Thybul, and Danny Green to guard Harden, Kyrie, and KD. No one on the Nets has a chance of doing anything to Embiid. Nobody. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, like – Nobody. Who who on the Sixers, though, is going to shut down KD? Ben Simmons can't shut him down, but he will play amazing defense on him. Ben Simmons are the best defender in the league. He's then definitely one of the best. Matisse yeah. Steibel, who's one of the best defenders in the league, to guard Harden. And then you can switch him and Danny Green to guard Harden and Kyrie. They have the best. I mean, I'm not saying Danny Green's great, but he's a he's a good defender. Yeah, he's all right. He's good. He's good. You have three, two elite, and then one pretty good defender to throw at three of the best scores in the league. They have the best matchup. The people that can actually guard people on that team. So do the Bucks. Like the Bucks have good matches for the Nets too. Yeah, I I, mean, I would like to see the Bucks. I would like to see the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Final. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I don't want to see them beat the Heat, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna pick the Suns. Suns, okay, I like I'm that. Picking, I'm picking the Suns. I like to win it all. 
No, I don't know. Suns out of the West? Dude, honestly, I think it's Suns and Nets. I think that's what I'm going with. Suns and Nets, and I think the, even though I say all those things, I think the Nets are going to end up winning it all still. I just don't I think I still got to give it to them. See, yeah, I thought about picking the Suns too, but outside of Chris Paul, they're just too young. And this is their first time in the playoffs. And playoff experience definitely matters. So that's why I picked the Nuggets because they're a somewhat uh, playoff experienced team. And um, they're still young, and Jokic is the MVP this year. So, I mean, by that accord, I would have picked the I would have picked the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's a fucking killer in the playoffs, but that's true. That's true. They don't have enough scoring power outside of him. Yeah, Bogdan's a good player. He's just inconsistent. Yeah, it's honestly I mean, so. It's like I feel like the Jazz is. It's weird that they're the one seed. Like, yeah, like based on weird. their roster, as a and it's weird team, because great. like. Yeah, no, they're they're a great team, and they have like great. They, what they have works, but like when you're one of your core players, like your big three players, your second best player in the roster is a defensive guy, then and also something's he not adding up. And he also can't guard pick and roll with elite ball handlers either. He's too slow. He's a rim protector. Yeah, he's the are so, one of the best rim protectors ever. But he can't. Yeah, guard. I mean, yeah, but like you know. And the playoffs matchups are what matter. And that's the only reason I can't pick them. In today's game of space, at the end of the day, like, it's not going to work out for you. To be honest, I think my dream matchup would be is to see – there's two. I'd like the Lakers and Nets. And the other dream matchup would be the Sixers and the Nuggets. I'd like to see arguably the best two players in the league go at it or the best two centers in the league go at it. Neck and neck, bro. That would be lit. I think Lakers-Nets would be the most entertaining. I wouldn't mind either. I mean, either way, I'm going to watch every game in the finals. But, like – Yeah, I'd love to see Jokic and Embiid go at it, bro. That would be so – That would be fun, yeah. I just can't can't imagine the finals without LeBron. Oh. It happened, like, two years ago. I know it happened, (laughs) but it's like – I just – I still can't, like – I can. Uh, I don't know. I He's getting up there. there. I, hey, who knows? Literally in an hour, they could have lost to the Warriors. Who fucking knows? I'm looking yes, forward to dude. playoffs without LeBron, honestly. Uh, I, God, you're a hater, bro. I'm not what a hater. I'm hate not a hater. No, I fully – like, ever since LeBron won that last NBA championship, like, I was – it literally turned my opinion on him around. But, like – it's almost like see, like you know, in the NFL, like, you see the Pats in the Super Bowl every year, and you're just kind of okay, like, yeah. you're like, and I'm not a Pats. I like the I like the Pats, but like, I want to see some new faces. I want to see some new storylines. Like, I get know. that aspect of it. Yeah, that's like that's kind of my viewpoint. Like, if LeBron goes to the playoffs again, what are we all going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the the goat debate again. That's true. Cool. You I know, but like, if we see somebody new, we're going to talk about you know. Where have they been? How they got there, and like the struggle that they did to get there. A new story. You know? I agree. Yeah, a new story. So I, that's, yeah. that's 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 my thought process. On okay. Sorry. Not yet. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a LeBron hater. Whenever you're one of those guys, I'm not. A, I'm not a fucking clown. Okay. It's good. Like <laughs> no, 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 no Mickey tweets. Love yeah. God damn it. No, LaFraud. Fucking no, I, hate, Mikey's, bro. I hate when people say LaFraud, dude. Shut up, yeah, bro. I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> of, cor- of course he's, you know, 
the second best, if not the best player of all time. Duh. Yeah. Got it right the second time. Yeah. All right, boys. <laughs> all righty. Appreciate you coming on again, Colton. Dropping some more yeah. NBA knowledge on us. Of course. And then uh, I assume we'll both be watching uh, the Warriors Lakers game as soon as we log off of this. So that that'll be good fun. stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on, and we'll see you next time, probably. All right. Cool. All see you guys. Peace. Thanks for having me on. Well, that was fun. I'm fucking pissed. Did you? Are you checking what Rangers I'm looking at, dude? No, the, yeah. The Rangers got no hit. I was about to say that, like right as we came back, dude. God damn it, bro! Second time this year. Literally, um, I'm pretty sure we've been no hit twice. Um, and the Mariners have been no hit twice. I know the Mariners is one of them. The Tigers got one on the Mariners recently. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were already no hit earlier in the year. I think. I think. I don't know. God damn, bro! It was Corey Kluber, so many- bro. I know, and we had him for a year, God and we let him walk. We de- no, no, we didn't even let him walk. We declined his player option. Fucking Jesus, dude! Ah, ah, man, that's frustrating. It wasn't even against. No, his- it doesn't make sense. Is whenever the Rangers played Garrett Cole a few days ago, they they went off for we five fucking runs. Raked. Yeah, and like three home runs. What? Yeah, I don't understand, bro. Baseball's I weird. This. Fuck I hate, it. I hate this. I hate fuck, this fuck the Rangers. Let's go to love it or loathe it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If y'all don't know what Love It or Love It is, it's a segment we do every episode. Elijah and I take turns. We fire off random sports topics at one another. If we love it, we'll stop, talk about it for a little bit. If we loathe it, we'll just move on to the next one and try to get them done as fast as possible. This week, we don't have too many for you, but we'll see. Elijah, you go ahead and throw some at me real quick. All right. I got you. Also, uh, Warriors are up by six right now in the first quarter. Not even um, worried. Not even worried. All right. Lathan the Kid umpire taking over TikTok. I, I, uh, this is tough. I love and I loathe it. I love seeing like, you know, the friendly content. If y'all don't know who Lathan the umpire is, it's just like five, six year old kid on TikTok. He's been going viral for his strikeout calls and whatnot. That's cool. But then I loathe it in the sense that, Jesus fuck, imagine being a 15-year-old kid in like a competitive baseball game and there's just some five-year-old at umpire ruining your day with random strikeout calls. Like, I don't know, that part I loathe. But moving on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, already know I already know it's coming. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Ohio State fires her football team's personal massage therapist after she was discovered to have had sex with multiple players. Thank God she didn't work at Clemson. Dude. <laughs> That's fucking funny. No shit. <laughs> of yeah. course. Duh. Why'd you fire that poor lady? She was just doing her job. Right? I, I was going to say, I loathe this because fuck them for firing her, bro. That's How so she- fucking... How did she break any rules, bro? She was just living her life, getting dick. I mean, it's whatever. Do your she fuck life. the football team. Did they, okay, obviously Ohio State is definitely the most non-frat fucking um, board of directors ever because they never watched Blue Mountain State. 
<laughs> they didn't, like they half, didn't know the cougar. It's like half of Blue Mountain State's success is based off fucking the cougar. The cougar. Yeah, that's that's the ritual, and she was their version of the cougar, and that's a that's a travesty that they got rid of her. And I feel for her, and she should start an OnlyFans paired with a GoFundMe because this is this is an American. Honestly, tragedy. we should donate. Yeah, donate. I, I would donate. Yeah, I support. Start the, the campaign. Start the campaign now. The official. Get that Ohio State massage therapist. Don't know her name, but she's a hero. <laughs> All right, moving on. She's goddamn American. Goddamn American. Um, Spencer Turnbull throws a no-hitter for the Tigers against Seattle for the fifth no-hitter in less than two months of baseball. Well, I, this has already been updated as we've been talking. Uh, I, I love it because I, I always love no-hitters, but now I don't love it because there was just one that happened against the Rangers – so make that six no hitters in two months, less than two months in baseball. That's, I love seeing it, but I also loathe the fact that it's becoming so common. So yeah. Um, Joe Burrow's all systems go for a week one start this season. Absolutely love it. I was nervous. People were talking about sitting him for half of the season, even, which would have been absolutely devastating. So. Joe Burrow, way to go, buddy. Proud of you for your therapy, whatever you did. Good job. Let's go, Bengals. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, me too, honestly. I'm terrified with that O-line. But All right, moving on. I'm going to fire some over at you. So this one is a little bit more personal to us because we go to TCU. But TCU has recently announced, among with other colleges, that they will go back to 100% capacity for all sporting events going forward. Um, I love this. Sports are back. They're coming back. We're in the process. We're over the hump. We've done this pandemic thing together. Now we can finally start, you know, taking off the masks and going to sporting events and being social again. So great. Also, South Carolina was another one of the schools that you mentioned. So pretty sure they're going to, in the fall, they're going to be all thing. Hopefully this is a sign to come forward. And like Roger Goodell said, he expects 100% capacity. So let's hope we see that in NFL this year. So I'd love that. Yeah, same. Just even watching on TV, the fans in the background are just making it it's better. better. Yeah, it's better. All right. Jeff Passan calls Shohei Otani the next Babe Ruth. So this is this is real. Shohei's the real deal now. We can very much. There is he is like overhyped, kind of like he the, the media sucks his dick for sure. But yeah. Jeff Passan's yeah, but Jeff Passan's the best uh, baseball writer right now and in all baseball. So I respect his opinion. This is big. So it, it's real. The hype is real. Yeah, I agree. He's also lead the leagues in home runs right now. So as a, as a pitcher, which is fucking as absurd. a pitcher. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Jason Tatum. We talked about it a little bit, but Jason Tatum drops 50 points to lead the Celtics to an official playoff spot over the wizards. Yeah. I love that. We already talked about it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Longtime NBA announcer, Mar- Marv Albert, is retiring after this season. Um, love it. I don't know who that is. What? Nah, bro. Not, Marv, I'm not, I don't know who it is. Marv Albert, like, like you know Mike Greenberg, right? Bang. Yeah. Marv Albert is that his buddy? Like, yeah, like, I mean not his buddy, but like he's up there with Mike Greenberg. Like they're probably the two biggest NBA voices. I'm surprised he didn't know. Okay, well, shit. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not like. Was he a TNT? I think so. That's probably why I'd always watch ESPN games, just because like growing, because I, I was never like a huge basketball guy. I've always kept up with it and played 2K yeah. every year and like 
watch Mavs games when I could. So that's, that's true. It is different, like, watching all the games, yeah. So I, I was never, like, a big TNT guy. Like, I'd watch it during the playoffs, but I, I couldn't tell you. Makes sense. All right. Well, yeah, he, he's he's iconic. But, yeah, I mean, I would loathe it because it's it's never any fun seeing a, a legend retire. But, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's going to do it for this week's episode. This I think this actually was the longest episode we've had to date. Probably, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So next week, we're going to be having, if you follow along with our blogs on our website, www.gtdsports.com, we will be having our, what's it called, industry hockey expert, Alex Presser, come on. We're going to be talking about some NHL playoffs because – I know I speak for myself when I say I am not educated enough in hockey to talk about the playoffs, but I can try. So we'll be doing that next week. That's going on and probably a little bit more updates on the NBA playoffs and what's going on there. But yeah, we look forward to that. So thanks for listening. If you stayed this whole time, we appreciate it. And we'll see you all next week.